Welcome to the All Digital AM podcast. This episode originally aired as a video on the All Digital AM YouTube channel. Hello, everybody. I'm very excited today to have the guests that we have here joining us. My name is Adam Penna, and I am here to continue the conversation in 3D printing and additive manufacturing. And today, I'm happy to have Luke Boyer here from Carpenter Technologies. And Carpenter is a company that does a lot of stuff that goes into the material side of things. They've been working with additive for a long time. And uh, Luke is over there just really uh, heading up what's going on. Uh, He's the additive technologies senior leader in engineering and uh, looking forward to the conversation because there's a lot that's been going on. We'll hear how his life has been over this uh, pandemic and how things are going to be going there at Carpenter and also uh, the outlook on where he's been and where things might be going. So Luke, welcome. Very nice to have you here. Adam, thank you for having me here. I, I feel like I've made it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I, you know, I've arrived. <laughs> I, no, you, you've been doing some great things for a long time, you know, and if, I'm a big fan of uh, McGill University. One of my first employers, actually, when I worked at Pharaoh, that's where that the background at Pharaoh was with Simon Robb coming from McGill University with the theory of triangulation. So I have a big respect. And also you were right here in, in Texas at Rice uh, for your for your PhD. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, uh, yeah I was yeah. A, I was a Rice doing a PhD in additive manufacturing was not on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, I, my PhD is in material science and, and Rice is well known for being a carbon nanotechnologies uh, centered university in, in the material science domain anyway. And so I did a, um, my thesis was in carbon nanotubes and asphalt bitumen, which is, you know, I don't know, maybe not 180 degrees from, uh, from additive manufacturing, but, but pretty close. And uh, anyway, I'm, I kind of stumbled my way into additive manufacturing and it's been a, a wild, a wild ride since. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I know we've talked over the years, especially with your time at Baker Hughes. I know you being here in Texas, you came in and out of the facility to see a lot of things happening and we had a lot of great interaction. And I know you had a lot of programs that you were starting up and really pushing additive over there. So now coming from, you know, Baker Hughes and bringing all that uh, background over to Carpenter, uh, I, I bet you it's been an interesting year for you, especially with the pandemic. How have things been going for you? Yeah, it's, it's sort of a loaded question, right? I mean, yeah. I think it's going generally pretty poorly for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, unless yeah. you're, uh, yeah, I think in general. But, you know, it's, as we were kind of uh, saying before, right, it's like there are um, either there's, you're not busy at all or you're extremely busy. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm on the extremely busy side of things. Um, which is good. Uh, it's also a bit exhausting and, and all the other exhausting um, aspects that just kind of weighs heavy with COVID and uh, on, on everyone's kind of day-to-day life. Um, I, you know, I, I'm not going to lie, right? I'm not immune to it and I don't think anyone else is, but I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on that also. So feel free to edit that out if you want. No, no, it's all good, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a reality. It's, it's, a, it's kind of reality too, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a bit of reality right now. Everyone has to deal with their daily life being a little bit, a lot more difficult and just different ways of uh, finding uh, your, your sanity and what's going on. I try to focus on obviously the positivity and the 3D printing and additive mm-hmm. manufacturing. We'd seen, we've seen a lot of positivity. So I, I was just going to say like, I mean, the way that the community responded in terms of printing face masks, and kind of the head straps for face masks and such like that. I mean, it was absolutely astonishing. I was I was completely blown away. Um, and then uh, you know that, and also there's a lot, of course, right? Like a lot more people who are who are working from home, yeah. and it's really opened a door into 
um, kind of breaking down that work-life boundary with some of the, your colleagues or people who maybe you're familiar with. I mean, I was on a conference call today, two of them, one of them, you know, you could hear kind of a meowing in the background. So, oh, so, okay, my, 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 you know, my colleague, my friend, right? I mean, has a cat. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> Uh, and then other times, right, you hear kind of the, I have a little toddler myself, but the toddler is screaming. They don't respect <laughs> conference calls, right? No. So no, it just kind don't. of like opens the, the allows a little for a little bit more transparency, right, of, yeah. uh, of, of people, who people are kind of at an individual level and not just, oh, this is, you know, so-and-so with whom I work. And, no, you're so. absolutely right. It's, it's that, that human touch. We see a little bit of uh, each other's lives. And you brought up an interesting point there. And also, I wanted to say, uh, just from, you know, looking into things, and also you see everybody, of course, uh, connected on LinkedIn. And uh, I'm definitely going to give you the vote for best picture on LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe, is, is that your daughter in the picture that you're sitting at the table so, with? Or, uh, it, it is my daughter. And I, and I appreciate cool. that. Yeah, so that's awesome. Had a, that's awesome. Carpenter Additive collectively um, had a little bit of a photo competition for best work from home photo. And and I'll be honest, right? I mean, my daughter is about 20 months old. And if you put a cute, uh, a cute toddler in the picture, I mean, sure, it's a bit cheating. But, sure. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it, it, but I, I appreciate the, uh, the yeah, Luke's just a little bit competitive, right? Going to win this one, <laughs> knock it out of the park. You know, yeah, that, that was, no, that picture is great. You know, and I have, I have a daughter myself who's almost 12. Now she's actually in the other room right now doing virtual school. So yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, we're all facing different things. And of course, uh, you know, having the kids around going through their own thing, the children that are going through their own understanding, I think it has to be a lot more difficult for the younger kids that are trying to have their day uh, readjusted right now. But uh, again, you know, it's uh, just having, having a daughter is a blessing itself. So it's been, it's been a blessing kind of though it's been a rough taking care of things. Sometimes I'm like, I'm glad I'm here to do it. You know, uh, there's a part of me that's like, I want to go travel and, and get out. And so part of me is like, well, it's just kind of nice to kind of hunker down and spend a little bit more time with the family. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 So yeah, I know. Great pick though. Now I know the story behind the picture. That's pretty cool. So Carpenter yeah, had, <laughs> had uh, you know, they, they've got a lot of great things going on. I've, I know that there was also, I see in a podcast that had just started up from Carpenter. So that's, that's really great to see and uh, look forward to seeing more episodes of that. Um, so, so again, let's get back to what, what, what brought you into additive, you know, you know, but going into McGill university and then, and then going now then over to rice and dealing with things. Why all of a sudden going into material science, were you drawn towards additive manufacturing? Yeah. So I left graduate school when I was hired into Baker Hughes, which is an oil and gas company. Um, I got hired into the metallurgy group in the completions product line. I wasn't really familiar with the oil and gas industry, even though I had spent the last, you know, number of years in, in Houston going to graduate school there. And I was in the metallurgy group, I don't know, maybe six months or something, uh, when I was officially transferred into the additive manufacturing group. And, and that was a, a bit of a no-brainer for me in terms of trying to get involved and, and actually not being transferred, but trying to actively get into that group because that was in the fall of 2014 when the oil and gas industry mm. took just an absolute nosedive yes, it did. and the company was pulling back everywhere, but still investing into additive manufacturing, 3D printing. So for me, I mean, it was cool from a technology perspective, right? But also from, you know, kind of looking around and saying, okay, cutbacks everywhere, but they're here, they're investing. Um, it was a no brainer to just kind of like completely dive into that. 
at the same time, I was maybe the third person who was joining what was then an effort, and it's completely blown up since that. Um, but to to build something from the ground up, and I mean, that's you know, facility, team, um, exciting trainings. Yeah everything right I and mean, especially for a company that decides to baker hughes it was a very exciting thing to do and a very appealing um opportunity yeah and of course uh, you know the oil and gas industry looks at everything large you know so when you're looking mm-hmm. at 3d printing you're mostly confined to certain spaces of course depending on the technology and uh so i noticed that that was part of it baker hughes was looking for the of course larger systems and the ability to print in a larger print bed and uh, you started to take advantage of some of that while you were there and what what did you see is uh, I know you can't talk about specific things but general applications that were starting to fit that niche at the time what, what did you see starting to come into play you know Baker Hughes is very similar to a lot of other companies in in the you know kind of 2014 through maybe even today there was a, a great business case that was written around 3d printing and additive manufacturing and then as soon as the machine arrives the business case gets tossed out the window and the machine is used, but it's used for a wide variety of, of applications. Yeah. And so it's used, it's just not, maybe not necessarily for the, uh, for the original intent. Um, so what I have seen, I guess to answer your question, where, where I've seen additive manufacturing um, being used, right, is sort of across a couple of different stages of the value chain. But where I think Baker Hughes has done a really good job is uh, really putting an emphasis on in design for additive manufacturing yeah. and really trying to get additive manufacturing used very early in the uh, in the kind of the design and the, and the product lifestyle life cycle stage. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Really, and I, you know, it's Baker Hughes, right? I mean, it's uh, they own the application, and so you've you you know were with the os for a long time you've yep. worked with customers service bureaus large manufacturing companies um like carpenter and then those who actually own the application and so it's a very different mindset when you're using when you own the end when you own the end product because yep. uh we're able to I actually do. you know kind of implement integrate and get in deep with the design engineers very early on that stage and take it Influence all the way it. through influence it all the way through the end yeah with with uh you know, when you're when you're working with the customer, like, like we are with Carpenter, we're working with customers who are at various stages. And so mm-hmm. sometimes you come in and and they they've already kind of gone through this early stage of design for additive manufacturing. Sometimes the, they haven't done that at all, and they're just you know here can we can we print this? And so um, comes with all of its own set of uh, challenges and opportunities, and and just makes it fun. Yeah, it does. I think that's uh, the cool part of the process is. Once you get in there, there's so many things to address, and each time, each application is slightly or a lot different. So it's uh, you know, it's a different approach. You learn some things that you could bring over to specific parts of an application, and then you learn each time when things fail, what not to do the next time. You know, so um, that's a part of the yes. iteration process that helps uh, quickly in additive with 3D printing. You could look at things a lot quicker than you can in some of the other processes. But uh, yeah, it's, that's awesome stuff. And I know, like you said, you took that over to Carpenter now. And and this last year, of course, has been interesting. Uh, of course, what's happened with uh, COVID, and and uh, I know still at the same time, Carpenter has made some really big moves on getting a lot of things really locked in on the additive side. So it, it must be an exciting time to be there. Um, how has that experience been for you? I mean, for, absolutely phenomenal, to be honest with you. I mean, yeah. it, also challenging, right? <laughs> also, yeah. a lot of opportunities that have come out of this. Um, I 
you know, after being with Baker for about four and a half years and kind of getting out of manufacturing at the company to, I think, a pretty good steady state. And they've done an incredible job um, since I've since I've uh, joined Carpenter. But um, I came to Carpenter and took a look around here in Alabama, kind of around Huntsville, northern Alabama. Yeah, Huntsville. Huntsville. Yeah. Yeah. And and at the Emerging Technology Center, which launched and uh, had the grand opening in December of, of 2019, um, but when I came and joined and looked around, I mean, it was literally like tape on the floor and having conversations with some of the leadership of, well, you know, should we scoot that wall 10 feet out further? So, I mean, like so early stage and it was just, just, just so much fun as you can imagine, right. Of, yeah. of really doing it again from the ground up and even at a, even at a larger scale, I mean, just in terms of physical space and, uh, and, and expectations for growth and such like that. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's been super fun. And then, um, of course, as COVID has kind of arrived and, and disrupted a lot of uh, a lot of the economy, uh, you know, we've been forced to sort of ramp things up a little bit uh, faster than expected. And yeah, and just makes the fun more more fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I noticed yeah. it looks like you're in the office today. Is it? Have you been in the office mostly during this time, or is there a lot of work from home? What's that? The balance been like? So um, it's differed by the company, um, yeah. kind location. of state by state yeah. and location by location as well. Um, we've been we've been probably busier than we ever anticipated being this early. Um, after after launching the I'm talking about the etc yep. and because of that and because of the the laws that uh that the governor here in alabama kind of set into place we were deemed as essential employees um we're also working with a uh, kind of a pretty tight group right now and so it's just kind of uh, there was about a week and a half or so or two weeks where um it was not always kind of a guarantee of coming into the office, but mm. for the past two months, I would say it's been coming in on a day to day, making sure that jobs are getting pushed through, uh, you know, things are being, um, I'm trying to say something without using so many superlatives, but sure, sure. Thing, right. Like things are, things are getting done and that the work is, is kind of continuing. Sure, right? sure. The, the, the daily tasks are uh, people understand what their priorities are and what their tasks for the days are and that they're, they're executing them and, and then getting jobs out the door and into customers' hands. It's, yeah. you know, the, uh, the general economy has stopped, but the, the customer expectations um, are just as they ever were, right? Get the yeah. product right, high quality, on time. Yes. Yeah. And yesterday, right? Get it done yesterday. Uh, and yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yesterday. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, well, well, no, I know you, you brought up a lot of, of important uh, topics there, especially on the collaboration side. I know, um, you know, during this time, a lot more people have been able to collaborate in different ways and get things done. And, and like you said, growing teams and you've been part of uh, even mentorships and being mentors to, to uh, younger, um, you know, engineers and things like that. And I think that's very important, you know, giving back to the community in different ways. Uh, so talk a little bit about those early collaborations or some of those uh, things that you did uh, to build teamwork. Are you, are you still part of the, the mentoring programs that you were when you were in the college or how did, how's that going now? Yeah, I mean, I definitely try to do as much as I can. Um, you know, it, everyone kind of have to, has to figure out a way which they're going to give back, right? And, yeah. and that's one way that, that I really like to, to, uh, to try to use a little bit of my extra time. I, I think it's, it's absolutely imperative right now with, with um, – additive manufacturing is still, it's still young, uh, all things considered. 
And in terms of, you know, just to address the collaboration first, I mean, there's still so much, you know, regulatory agencies and qualifications and such that still need to be addressed that any one company is not going not going to and cannot um, do it alone. So, I mean, it's absolutely imperative from that standpoint. Uh, you know, from a mentorship perspective, coming from the oil and gas industry, it was very, I saw very early on that unless you could work with young employees who um, who really bought in and kind of see the vision of the company and the industry and everything, when times are tough and if they get either disenchanted or find something that looks a little bit more stable, they'll step out and they and you won't see them again. Sure. And again, additive manufacturing is still quite young and it is such a, I, I personally think like a pretty unique skill set to be a good additive manufacturing engineer, sure. right? I mean, you're talking design engineering, you're talking systems engineering, mechanical engineering, material scientists, uh, all of these things that are tied into one. And every single one of them, every <laughs> additive engineer, in my, in my opinion, is worth, is worth, his, you know, his or her weight in gold. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't want to see, I don't want to see them going to go into another industry, quite frankly. No. Yeah. No. I mean, let's, I, I want to feed back into, into the additive manufacturing industry and, and watch, watch it grow and watch it, watch it thrive. It's a very exciting time to be in additive manufacturing right now. It, it is, it is. And that's a, that's a very good point about uh, giving back to, uh, you know, those that are getting involved early, the, the young engineers that could be kind of getting involved or pushing forward with any kind of industry, but uh, to bring them and hold them into additive, uh, it takes that mentorship and really uh, being there for somebody else and kind of showing them why it's so interesting. Sometimes it's a, it's a bit challenging, of course, for all of us in the beginning when we're getting settled. Uh, so no, that's a, that I'm glad you're doing. It. I saw that's been a big part of your history. So I wanted to bring that up. I think that's great. Uh, always looking to give back some way or another, and, and that's a big part of it. So good to hear that that's, uh, that's where you've been, and that's always been a part of uh, your daily uh, career there. So good stuff, man. Um, People have done it for me, so it's, just, you know, it's, a, it's a pay it forward type of thing, you know what I mean? Yep. It's, yeah. Everyone can, you know, I mean, just look back on people who have, who have been a good mentor or influenced them in some sort of way and and yeah, pay it forward i suppose yeah that's the bottom line it, it really is so you know aside from that too i, I know we talked a little bit about uh, family and the things we do to, to kind of uh, release the stress right now but but what have you been doing during this time during the pandemic and things to kind of take your mind off things and i know you've been working a lot so you've had to have some way of uh kind of uh, relaxing or, or uh getting away from all the madness what have you been doing with yourself so uh, yeah so my my wife and and daughter and I like to go, uh, I don't know if my daughter likes it. She's 20 months old. I, who knows sure. what she likes and what yeah. she doesn't like. Um, <laughs> right? yeah. uh, but we, but we go hiking, uh, you know, Northern Alabama seems to be, it is like a very beautiful area and it is. hills and of the, of the Appalachian mountains. Gorgeous. And, yeah. uh, so it's been, it's been really fun. And over, we've been physically here for about a year. And, and I will say that, you know, 12 months ago when she was eight months old, it was a lot easier to carry her on my back than it is now at, at 20 months. Yeah. <laughs> There's no question about it. I feel like yeah. there should be a mode in my Apple Watch to say, you know, yes, going on a hike, but with a toddler on my back. You know, like, right. Yeah. I get, little... I get 20% bon- extra bonus points or something. You know, <laughs> Big time. The difference. I was thinking about that, you know, up until about a year or so ago, I was grabbing my, you know, picking my daughter up out of bed every morning. Now she's too big for that. But I was like, you know, this is a workout. 
every morning, get <laughs> going and stuff like that. It's uh, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's it's stuff uh, that you'll definitely miss. So take advantage of it while you're doing it, man. That's awesome. Yeah, cheers. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Well, no, it's been great having you here. I know. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about while we have you here? Yeah, I mean, so you mentioned the the podcast. I, I'd be uh, you know remiss if I didn't kind of give a little bit of a plug to Carpenter on 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 the uh, the Powderheads yep. podcast. Yep, um, we could have a link to it so people could check it out on their own time, and uh, that'd be fun. Well, hey, Luke, it's been great having you here uh, again. It's it's so exciting to see what's going to be happening at Carpenter. So we'll we'll check in again. But then, thank you for everything. And I want to say this before we sign off too that you know you were one of the first people that uh, you know gave me a little encouragement a couple years back uh, when I started doing uh, some of the interviews. So I really appreciate that, man, because you know it's uh, I remember even oh. during the during that time it was difficult you know and i was like oh gosh at least somebody's getting something out of it yeah i was i, I remember exactly which one it was it was one of the i think it was rapid wasn't it or yeah so i think I was, it was rapid or imts yeah yeah i didn't get the chance to, to to make it that year and i was watching all of your interviews and, and living very vicariously through you yeah and, and well being like, like i feel like I'm, I'm there i i know who's there i i see a lot of you know old friendly and familiar faces and uh yeah no and and i certainly um appreciate the invitation to, to come and chat today. And uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Definitely. You know, you've always been a very positive person to speak with. So I was uh, looking forward to this and looking forward to doing it again. Luke, thank you very much. And, and good luck at Carpenter. I hope things go well. We're looking forward to checking in soon. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. All right. It. Take care.